You're listening to the Quince podcast. As the coronavirus infections shoot up to 14.6 million worldwide, we finally have some hopeful news regarding vaccines. COVID-19 vaccine trials from Oxford University in the UK, from China and from the German biotech firm BioNTech have shown positive results in their clinical trials. More than 150 countries India included are in a hunt to find a vaccination at the earliest to be able to curb the soaring infection rates. And as of now, these candidates are ahead of that race. The Oxford AstraZeneca study which is effectively in the first spot right now has been showing promising results from the very start. The preliminary data from the early trial show that the vaccine not only appears to be safe but it's also giving it double protection. While the others that is the Chinese vaccine being developed by CanSino and studies from Germany's BioNTech which are also moving in an equal pace have induced safe and significant immune responses. So with a handful of vaccines yielding positive results How much longer before a vaccine comes to a rescue? You're listening to the Big Story, the podcast where we dissect the headline-making news for you, and I'm your host, Shorbri. In this podcast, we'll be shortly joined by Vaishali Sood, the editor of QuintFit, which is the Quint's health vertical. So let's jump right into what we know so far. Where exactly does the experimental vaccine being developed by the University of Oxford and AstraZeneca stand right now? We know that it was the first to enter the final stages of clinical trial late in June and on 21st July the research group published the early results from the trials and this one has been grabbing all the limelights because the trials involving more than 8000 people show that the vaccine was safe and it could stimulate the body to produce both antibodies and killer t cells now there's been a lot of talk on killer t cells recently in all discussions to do with coronavirus especially because these white blood cells stay in circulation for years and also actively work to destroy the infected cells so the oxford vaccine activating these cells gives it a positive edge in this mad run for vaccines now to get into some of the finer details from the preliminary data from oxford astrazeneca trials How were the trials conducted exactly? According to a report on the conversation that was written by one of the researchers involved in the trials, a single dose of this vaccine was first administered to 543 healthy adults aged between 18 to 55. 543 others were given a controlled meningitis vaccine that gives similar minor reactions including injection site redness and mild pain. And the results show that the vaccine induces an antibody response within 28 days which is similar range to those who have recovered from COVID-19. 10 volunteers were also given a second booster shot of the vaccine which increased the antibody response to even higher levels. And I'm quoting one line from the report. Quote, 100% of blood samples from this group showed neutralizing activity against COVID-19 infection in a laboratory setting. End quote. Although it's been deemed safe, some side effects have been reported. Fatigue and headache were the most common side effects, but the BBC quoted researchers as saying that a paracetamol could fix it. But how exactly does the Oxford vaccine work? One of the identifiable features of coronavirus are the protein spikes or the crown-like features which the virus gets its name from, and that's exactly what's been allowing the virus to effectively infect human bodies. And most of the vaccines being developed right now, including the Oxford vaccine, are focusing on the protein spikes. 
Vaishali Sood, the editor of QuintFit, explains how the Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine works. Hi, Shorbari. Uh, it's been an exciting 24 hours, let's just say an exciting one week for coronavirus vaccines. There's preliminary data, trial data falling like raindrops everywhere. Uh, now, obviously, the Oxford vaccine is the most talked about. It was the first to enter phase three trials uh, in, in its uh, for, for testing the efficacy of the vaccine. What we are talking about today is the early data that they've released uh, of the phase one, two trials that they'd conducted in April and May. Now, just to explain to you how this vaccine works, both the the Oxford vaccine and China's CanSino vaccine are viral vector vaccines. They're both experimental vaccines. They work by altering the genes of another common virus called adenovirus. So it mimics the coronavirus and induces an immune response in the body. To get into a little bit more detail, the vaccine that Oxford is developing is being made from a genetically engineered virus that causes a common cold in chimpanzees. Now this virus underwent heavy modifications to ensure it doesn't cause infection and to imitate the coronavirus. This was achieved when scientists transferred genetic instructions from the spike protein that you see in the coronavirus. The spike protein is essential because the coronavirus essentially uses its spike protein to invade human cells. How it works is by building the body's immune response against the spike protein of the coronavirus. As I said, it's an experimental vaccine. The Oxford team has previously used uh, the same technology to produce vaccine candidates for flu, Zika, and Middle East Respiratory Syndrome or MERS, which is another form of a coronavirus. Now the big question is, how significant is this development? If we are to read the science, it definitely is promising. However, experts are cautiously optimistic. They say that the results are promising, but even Oxford researchers admit that they don't know how long will these responses last. It's too early to say based on the data they have. And some experts are also saying that producing quote-unquote enough antibodies can be dicey as different patients produce different antibody responses. The World Health Organization that has been closely monitoring the developments of this vaccine lauded the development and said that it's all good news but there's still a long way to go. This is Dr. Mike Ryan, the Executive Director of World Health Organization's Emergencies Programme. I think uh, it is uh, it is good news. I mean, effectively, we have 23 COVID-19 candidate vaccines in clinical development. And as of today, we add one candidate vaccine for which phase one clinical data is available. So we have three, uh, which is available in peer-reviewed journals. Plus, <clears throat> we have uh, one other, uh, the BioNTech uh, um, uh, Pfizer product, which uh, the data is available on, on, on pre-publication. So it's great, first of all, to see the data coming through into peer-reviewed journals. Uh, I think the, the data is very, is very new. <clears throat> uh, we do welcome uh, the, the study and congratulate uh, our colleagues at the Oxford University's uh, Jenner Institute uh, and the Oxford Vaccine Group and, and, and obviously our, our colleagues at AstraZeneca for, <clears throat> for getting this data out there. Uh, again, uh, in a, this vaccine was given to 1,000 um, healthy adults between the ages of 18 and 55 uh, and certainly did not appear to have any serious adverse events other than the uh, expected, in some cases, chills, uh, muscle aches, headaches, <clears throat> and uh, 
the vaccine uh, did uh, generate neutralizing antibody, I think, in, in all participants. Um, and uh, in a very small number of participants that were given a booster dose, uh, those uh, responses were even uh, greater. So in generating T-cell mediated uh, responses and generating neutralizing antibody, uh, this, this is a positive result. But again, there is a long way to go. These are phase one studies. We now need to move into larger scale real world trials, but it is good to see more data uh, and more products moving into this very important phase uh, of uh, vaccine uh, discovery. And we congratulate our colleagues for the progress they have made. It is a, it's a complex challenge. Uh, but how long exactly is quote-unquote a long way to go? Developing a vaccine we know typically takes years and it's rare for a vaccine to be developed under five years. Even the mumps vaccine, which is considered to be the quickest vaccine development in history, took four years. But given the race against time with the current pandemic, researchers are already making history with their pace. All around the world, more than 160 vaccines are currently being developed against the coronavirus. Some are still in the early stages, while around 21 are in human testing levels. And among these, after Oxford, the vaccines being developed by CanSino in China, BioNTech in Germany, Pfizer in USA, and of course, the Moderna vaccine have also produced positive results. They've yielded safe and immunogenic responses. With so many candidates showing promising results, what is the future looking like? Veshali explains what are the next steps in the study for these vaccines and how soon can we expect vaccines against coronavirus. Now, of course, besides the Oxford vaccine and uh, CanSino vaccine, there are uh, two, two other vaccine candidates that have been spoken about a lot in the last few days. One is US-based Moderna. That was Moderna's vaccine was the first to go into human trial stages. And uh, there's Pfizer and a German company called BioNTech's vaccine. Both these vaccines have also in their initial data uh, found that they, uh, they produce a strong immune response. And they both use a similar technology, which is basically they use a specially engineered genetic material called mRNA. And uh, so it's not a viral vector vaccine. They use engineered genetic material to fight the coronavirus. This kind of a vaccine has never been made before. But the results, initial results from the Moderna vaccine um, trials and from Pfizer and BioNTech's trials have been encouraging. They both have produced strong immune response in the body. CanSino incidentally used a common, uh, used an adenovirus that's responsible for common colds in humans. So uh, their trial data has uh, not been seen uh, to be as exciting because uh, what some of the experts are saying is that it is uh, producing, you know, human body already has antibodies against this uh, common cold virus. And so it's not producing uh, the kind of immune response one would have hoped it would have. Now, for all these vaccine candidates, where the future is, well, for Oxford, it's pretty straightforward. Their phase three trials are already on. Um, they have uh, phase three trials and uh, start that have started in the UK, in South Africa, and in Brazil. And very soon, the US is going to launch a vaccine uh, phase three vaccine trial with around thirty thousand volunteers. And uh, you know those 
those trials will be crucial. A large-scale vaccine trial is essential to see how much of a protection uh, can be offered by the vaccine because currently, while all the experts have been excited about the Oxford vaccine, the makers of this vaccine themselves are saying it's too early to say how how much of a protection this vaccine offers and how long do these neutralizing antibodies last. So, as I said, to judge the efficacy and uh, the safety of the vaccine, larger third phase trials are essential. In the meantime, um, as we know, AstroGenica has already promised 2 billion doses of this vaccine and countries like Netherlands, the UK, uh, the US, uh, France, Germany are already in talks with the company to procure early dosages. So, you know, even before the license has been guaranteed, dosages have been booked. And uh, amongst those who book them also include NGOs who say they're going to provide these vaccines free of cost to countries that need it the most. Similarly, Moderna and uh, Pfizer BioNTech's vaccine goes into stage 3 trials end of this month. Clearly, a lot of hopes are hinging on the Oxford trials right now. As Vaishali pointed out, some pharma companies are already committing to manufacturing billion doses of this vaccine. And recently, India's Pune-based Serum Institute also joined the league. After the promising results in Oxford, on 21st July, Adar Poonawala, the CEO of the institute, announced that they would be manufacturing 1 billion doses of the vaccine after getting the required regulatory approvals to do so. But as experts say, there's still a long way to go. If you like listening to this episode, please subscribe to the Big Story playlist for episodic updates. We'll have on Apple, Google Podcast, Spotify, GeoSavan, and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms. For other podcasts, please log on to the Quinn website and check out the podcast section. For any feedback, shoot an email to podcasts at thequinn.com. Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quint's website and check out our other podcasts. 